This is Help Wanted, the show that tackles all the big work questions you cannot ask anyone else. I'm Jason Pfeiffer, Editor-in-Chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. And I'm New York Times bestselling author and money expert, Nicole Lappin. The helpline is open. Welcome to Help Wanted Marriage Counseling Edition, done by the woman who's never been married. (laughs) This is going to go great. Terrific. Already. So, Jason, you give great advice. The internet says so. Two places. One place is right here on this show. Yes. Very meta. The second place is at your home. Yes. So, this is an interesting one. We were talking about what is the difference between giving advice to literally everyone else in the world and giving advice to the person closest to you in the world and (laughs) how you approach that differently, how it is received differently. And because this is a show all about giving advice, we thought, well, wouldn't it be fun to drag Jen in here? So we have my wife with us today, (laughs) Jen Miller. The most special guest in the history of the show, Jen Miller, the wonderful, patient, amazing wife, much better half of Jason Pfeiffer. Welcome to Help Wanted. Thanks so much for having me on the show. So Jen, there's been a fair amount of career-related advice giving at home these days because you, like me, are in media. You, like me, are in an ever-shifting world of things. You, like me, are very ambitious. And you and I have sat down for many a conversation and I don't know how well my advice is landing always with you, but I thought, wouldn't it be interesting to have a conversation now here about giving and receiving advice to others, but particularly to the people who are so very closest to you? Sure. I'm game. (laughs) Because also on the show recently, we had talked about whether or not you should ask somebody before giving feedback in a work Mm. context, uh, whether or not they want comfort or advice. You know, like Jason has asked me for feedback on some of his appearances. I've just gone in, like, Mm -hmm. went in really hot with the advice. But in hindsight, I now think it would have been better if I said, hey, Jason, how do you want me to respond to this? Do you want comfort or advice? And It was a new idea in the career work advice world for me, but it's something that I've thought a lot about at home. Now, I haven't had a successful relationship like you guys, so I have no business giving advice. But when you are talking about your issues or asking each other for advice, do you err more on the comfort side or the actual advice side? I want to be able to use the advice as comfort, but like often it can't be that, which is very frustrating. Hmm. And what do you want, Jason? Well, I didn't know that. That is a very interesting phrase that just came out of your mouth, that you want the advice to be comfort, which I want to unpack more. What do I want to do? What I want to do is be helpful. Like I want to be helpful, not just because that is just my default mode. If I'm going to talk to someone, I want to be helpful, but particularly the, the distinction between Something that happens on this show is something that happens at home. And in a second, Jen, I'm going to prompt you to explain as much as you would like or as little as you would like about the kinds of things that we've been talking about lately. But I <laughs> I realized that when we bring someone on to help wanted, as soon as the call is done, they disappear into the world, often never to be seen again. And so their happiness does not impact your or my happiness. 
But at home, and they don't live at our house. And they don't live at our house. But at <laughs> Take home, care of your kids. It, sure, yep. it sure does. It sure does. Like Jen's happiness impacts my happiness. So it is. It comes oh, I'm sorry, it. man. <laughs> What's the topic du jour at the Pfeiffer household? What kind of conversations are you guys having lately? Um, should I stay in journalism? <laughs> Great question. Big um, one. Yeah, I mean, um, it's a hard time to be in journalism right now. And I think actually things probably are going better than they seem to be going in my head. So when I say that I want advice to be comfort, I want Jason to tell me both the actionable thing, but the thing that's going to fix the problem, which will be the thing that brings me comfort. But mm. he doesn't always tell me the thing that's going to fix the problem. I think because he thinks that maybe some problems are unfixable. <laughs> I guess it depends on the definition of fix the problem. Well, right. right. We have different definitions of fix the problem. Actually, yeah. we and, have very different different definitions of fix the problem. And just to give people context for the kinds of work that you do. So you are a freelance journalist. You write for the New York Times, Washington Post, other places. You write books, the most recently of which is... Rising class, <laughs> how three first-generation college students conquered their first year. It is young adult nonfiction. There, as far as I know, young adult narrative nonfiction. There are only two books in the world that exist in this particular genre of actually following young people in real time and reporting on them and then weaving it together in a narrative. Only Which two books. Which is what you did. You followed three first-generation college students through a year of college and then put this book together about their experiences. That's right. So I started actually before they started college. Um, it was the summer of 2019. And then I followed their transition to college. And then I followed them through the first eight months of the pandemic. And it was a pretty amazing experience and really enlightening. And that was useful, not just because it was a good book recommendation, but also to hear your voice and how excited you are about this kind of work and how proud you are about this kind of project. Because when we go back to what you were saying a moment ago, which is the you want the advice that fixes the problem, the problem about that is that we have different ideas of the problem, right? which is that the advice that I've been giving you is often around trying to identify the root of the frustration, which is that you and me and Nicole, for that matter, all operate in a media ecosystem that is incredibly frustrating and constantly shifting and some might call broken. And so my advice is often driving towards, well, what would happen if you thought outside of that? But that doesn't solve the problem for you because what you want is to just figure out how to make it work inside of that. So we have different fundamental ideas of what the problem is, which is a problem if you want to <laughs> be talking about problems. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up really well. How does this conversation start? Um, I'm in tears. Oh, God. Oh, honey. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, basically. And then... yeah, that is that is how it starts. It the... <laughs> not, not, just to be clear, not tears started by me. No. Tears started by some some email you did or did not get from an editor or just a buildup of frustration, anxiety, yeah. stress. Yeah, exactly. Everything. So you have like a moment. You have a breaking moment. Yeah, I've got a breaking moment. And then I'll come to Jason and I will tell him what's happening, which, you know, I apologize, Jason. Jason's heard it, has heard it just ad nauseum. Like he's heard nothing new is happening. <laughs> Jason's receiving no new, information. no new information. You mean like this is a conversation that's been had for years in the Pfeiffer Miller household? 
yes, we've been having it especially it, it, like it ebbs and flows, right? So like there'll be moments when there's just like t- steady work, everything's going great, and I don't need Jason for anything. <laughs> I don't actually not, need not that, at but... all. Just absolutely nothing. <laughs> Just take it up space. So Jen is crying. She's exasperated. And Jason, you see Jen in an overwhelmed state. And then yeah. what happens? Well, so it's funny because usually you are coming to me. It is rare yeah. that I am just seeing you freak out in a corner somewhere. You're a really good communicator. So you are often coming to me and telling me what has just happened. And then I hear it out. And then I try to shift into some kind of problem-solving mode. And I've been calibrating over the years. I wouldn't (laughs) say I'm perfect at it. The degree to push or to try to produce solutions, right? Because in giving advice on help wanted or giving advice in most circumstances, people just hear me out. And what they do with it, I guess, I don't have any idea, but they'll just hear me out and then they'll do something later. But you, if you hear something you don't like, you will immediately push back. And <laughs> so I, uh, but also I recognize that like, there are just things that you don't want to, and I don't mean this in a denial way, like there are just things you don't want to hear. Like you'd rather not go in the direction that I'm often thinking. You'd rather figure out a different direction, a direction that preserves you being in media in the way in which you want to be for all the reasons that you always say, which is that you have worked incredibly hard for the opportunities that you have and you have accomplished a lot and you don't want to walk away from that because it's the thing that you love to do. And I totally get all that. And so I always am trying to find the balance between offering what I feel like is useful advice, but also not just telling you things that you frankly don't want to hear and that are not constructive. And that's generally what I do until either we come to something that you can do, some new thing you can try or think about or something, which sometimes happens, or I just have to shift into the next mode, which is I can't solve this problem, but at least I can be here to comfort. (laughs) Yes. I think it's interesting when you are in a long-term relationship with someone because you you get a sense of where they're coming from. I mean, part of the reason that I will start pushing back immediately often is that I already know what you're going to say. <laughs> because, right? Because we each have our positions. Yeah, How we've long have we already been married? 11 years? Yeah. Well, you too. <laughs> so I already know I already know what you're going to say. It was interesting. I mean, the other day I was talking to my best friend who I hadn't talked to in a while and I ended up telling her about some of the things I was I was stressed out about. And she ended up giving me a piece of advice that was a completely new piece of advice. What was the advice? Yeah. So I've got this podcast. I feel like you start any you start any sentence. So I've got this podcast. I mean, we are very familiar with that sentence, but yes, <laughs> by, by which you mean yeah. you've got this, you've got this concept for a podcast that you've been pitching. Yeah, I've got a concept for a podcast. I've been reporting it. For, for like two years, right? We've had some interest from big company, but it's taking a very long time and I'm just kind of ready maybe to move on, but not really knowing what to do. And so the advice that my best friend gave me was she she wanted to know, is there any way that you could do this podcast independently in some way? Like instead of waiting around for someone to pay you for it, if you really want to do it, 
Can you raise the money and go make it yourself? And then see once you had gotten some funding, then you could maybe try to find the right home for the podcast. And so that was a new kind of thought because I'd been stuck in this kind of like waiting game for this big company to get back to me. And that just opened all of these doors, right? And I just, it's, it was just like a new kind of avenue for practical action because I don't like to sit around. And Jason knows that. Like Jason and I are very similar in that way that like we don't like to just like sit around and wait for things. We want to make things happen. But it wasn't until I talked to my best friend that she gave me a new avenue for actually taking control of the situation and making things happen. So what you was know, the advice you gave on it, Jason? Oh, well, I mean, on that particular podcast, I've been giving all sorts of advice. I mean, it was my suggestion originally to make it a podcast because originally you were pitching it as a book. So I've given advice on it, but I also my overarching advice ends up being towards, well, okay, you have all of these skills and how else can you apply those skills in ways that are outside of media? But as you were telling the story, Jen, I thought about this story that I told in my book, which I'm going to tell you very briefly, but in the service of the broader point here, which I think that the conversation that you just described really helps illustrate. And also, <laughs> also, I think raises an important question about getting advice and talking about the same thing with the person who you see every day and how that maybe has diminishing returns. So, okay. Yeah. The story is that in the 1980s, during the Cold War, the Swedish Navy spotted what appeared to be a terrifying new technology through their radar systems, which was a strange shape-shifting form that they assumed was some kind of very advanced Russian vehicle, like a, like a Russian submarine that somehow maybe was able to shape-shift, which was incredibly terrifying. And so they get all their top military brass together, and they're all reviewing the the radar or whatever. I don't know. I don't have military words here. But they spent a lot of time and a lot of money investigating this, trying to figure out what Russia has like swimming around in the seas out there and what this advanced technology is. And they just they just cannot figure it out. And eventually, after years, they bring in some scientists, people who are not military people at all, who look at this through a completely different lens. And the scientists look at what they're seeing and they say, I know what that is. It's fish. There's a school of fish that is dividing and changing and shifting. And it's making this noise because these particular kind of fish like fart. And so that was also <laughs> showing up on the... Anyway, but the point of the story is that sometimes when you are looking at something through only one lens and one area of expertise, you only see one thing. And the value in a way of the story that you just told, Jen, is that your best friend is not in media. She's a lawyer. Yep. And so she has a completely different perspective on all of this. And it makes me then think, you know, <laughs> we have this same conversation a lot and I'm happy to keep having it. We'll keep having it. But it is true that there's just a limited amount of new ideas that I can produce because of my particular fixed perspective in this whole thing. And that maybe sometimes the person who you have talked to the most or who is the closest to you ends up not being the person who can really help, at least in the problem-solving way, which means that that person has to shift into a different role, which means that maybe I just need to double down more on comfort and not on, I can help you solve this problem. Just thinking out loud here, but what do you make of it? 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, the advice that that Risa, my best friend, gave me was essentially go go become an entrepreneur. Like that's that her her advice, right? Like if I feel like this is advice that you could have given for sure, yeah. right? Because it was basically like take matters into your own hands, stop waiting around for other people to do the thing for you, and go do it. Go do it yourself. So I do think that there's value in kind of talking to somebody who is outside of of your field and getting that perspective. Stick around. Help Wanted will be right back. Nicole, have you ever thought about the one that got away? Jason, I am happily in a relationship. You know that. No, the hire that got away. Someone that you thought was perfect for your team, but ah, they were already with another employer. Oh, well, in that case, yeah, I think about her all the time. Well, it's not too late. You can reach out to that person on LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire professionals that you can't find anywhere else, even people who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. Okay, looks like it's time for me to shoot my shot. Do it. And I know you may have your heart set on one person, but if you do want to open it up and post a role to a bigger applicant pool, you can do it for free at linkedin.com slash help wanted. And because there are so many professionals on LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. So you'll never have a one that got away again. Incredible. That's linkedin.com slash help wanted. Yep. LinkedIn.com slash help wanted. Terms and conditions apply. Happy hiring ever after. Nicole, have you ever thought about the one that got away? Jason, I am happily in a relationship. You know that. No, the hire that got away. Someone that you thought was perfect for your team, but ah, they were already with another employer. Oh, well, in that case, yeah, I think about her all the time. Well, it's not too late. You can reach out to that person on LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire professionals that you can't find anywhere else, even people who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. Okay, looks like it's time for me to shoot my shot. Do it. And I know you may have your heart set on one person, but if you do want to open it up and post a role to a bigger applicant pool, you can do it for free at linkedin.com slash help wanted. And because there are so many professionals on LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. So you'll never have a one that got away again. Incredible. That's linkedin.com slash help wanted. Yep. LinkedIn.com slash help wanted. Terms and conditions apply. Happy hiring ever after. Welcome back to Help Wanted. Let's get to it. Typically, women prefer comfort over advice. Men tend to give more advice than comfort. There is a super popular YouTube skit about this. Perhaps we can link it in the show notes about a woman with a nail in her head. It's like a comedy skit. And she's talking to her boyfriend or husband at the time. And she's like, I don't know why my head hurts. And he's like, you know, that must be so hard, (laughs) you know, whatever. And so, so I like to just get the nail ripped out of my head and sounds like you do too. But to me, listening to you guys, the friction seems to happen when Jason, you're giving advice outside of the 
context that Jen wants it. Like she wants yes. you to fix the problem that she has with the things she wants to do. And then you're like, no, don't do this thing you want to do. Go do this other thing over here. And she's like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm set on doing this thing. Just right. help me fix this thing. That would bring me comfort. Is that, am I translating properly? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I will say that, that when you came home after I had talked to Risa, I floated this suggestion of potentially raising the money myself. Then I was like really nervous about what you were going to say because I wasn't, I, I was worried that you were going to think that it was a bad idea. And what did I say? You're like, yeah, I think that this is a good idea and here's why. I mean, because you know more about podcasts than I do, first of all. Jen, if you need podcast advice, you can also call me. <laughs> I think I will. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I'm assuming that would be the advice Jason would give if somebody came on the show and asked how to get a project off the ground. I think you would probably be really bullish about raising money, doing it sort of on spec, doing it on your own. Does it add a different layer when like the liability and the money is all smooshed together? I found that in my, you know, relationships that have obviously not been successful. But when there's skin in the game, is your advice different, especially when it comes to money or like how it affects you? Yeah, right. Because yeah, 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 if she right. goes off to, you know, Italy to do the podcast, like then you're going to be with the right. kids and you have. It, and so is that going to color how yeah. what kind of advice you give her? No, not at least in anything that we've faced so far. I suppose if you would come to me, Jen, you were like, Risa has a great idea for how to get this podcast done. And it involves spending $500,000 and me being away for a year and a half. I might be like, well, well, let's, let's think about that a little bit more, you know, but that's, that's not the case. Take out another mortgage. <laughs> YOLO. Like not, that's not the Sell case. Sell a child. Yeah, sure. I mean, we've got two, so. I don't know that the framework that we have so far for these kinds of things wouldn't make me worry about money, but certainly if it got larger and more involved, that would be a thing to have to engage with. But that's the thing that we have to engage with when we make decisions about what I do with my career too, because you know I'm I'm away from home and uh, traveling for things, and if if I am, then Jen's at home with the kids. And so it has to be financially worthwhile for the whole family in, in order for me to take these kinds of opportunities. So we we do take that kind of stuff into consideration. Yeah. I mean, I also have a steady paycheck. I'm not giving that up to make the podcast. So right. how, did you like his response? He was supportive. Like he he responded in a way that made me feel like I'm not crazy for pursuing this route as an option. That like, yes, even if you don't have a large traditional partner up front, like this is still a worthwhile thing to do, which to me, and just because Jason like knows the ins and outs of what this project is, like is validating that, that I'm working on something that has legs, but I don't want false validation. Right. So like if the thing that I was pitching did not have legs and Jason really thought that it was not really going to go anywhere and it it wasn't as compelling or meaty or had the potential that he believes it has. I The last thing I would want is any kind of false validation because then I would be so pissed. But then <laughs> where's the balance of that, right? So if you say like, you know, I want to do a podcast on, you know, whatever, cats in space 
And Jason is like, that is a terrible podcast. I think that sounds good. I'd like to hear that. (laughs) Would you want him to validate the idea of the podcast that just having a podcast or having a media platform or something, but then pushing back against the specific idea? Like, where is the balance of? Yeah, I'm, I mean, just a smaller example. So I am I've just finished working on an op ed that I'm going to send out to promote rising class. And so I gave I gave Jason a draft to read because I wanted his feedback because we often will edit each other's stuff. We have 11 years of working together on our on each other's writing. And Jason was not particularly into the draft that I that I turned in and actually I think pushed back on the premise of it. Like I felt like he just didn't buy it at all. And like that's hard for me to hear because I really respect his point of view and I know that he's really smart and incisive. So like if he if that's how he feels about it, it makes me think twice. But then I have to kind of muster like my own confidence and like where I'm coming from and say to him, actually, I think you're wrong. (laughs) And instead of telling me like why this isn't working, like tell me like, here's what I need. Here's what I'm trying to do. What do I need to do to make this work better? Because I'm, I'm going to do the thing I wanted. I'm going to Mm -hmm. in the direction that I want to go in. I just need some help getting there. And then you pivoted and you gave me that advice and I implemented it. Mm-hmm. And then you told me that you thought it was a lot better. It sounds like you're happy to do that. Sure I am. Like something. Okay. Sure I am. Yeah, of course I am. I mean, that's what I'm here to do, right? I mean, like, that's that's part of the job. Do you know your love languages? Because, Jason, it sounds like you're really leaning into that acts of service. Oh, yeah, I am completely. You know, you, Nicole, introduced me to the concept of love languages. I'd never heard of it before, but I have thought about it quite a lot since, and I don't even remember the other love languages, but acts of service is 100% my my love language. Jen, do you words know of what, affirmation, what these are? gifts, touch, acts of service and quality time spent. Definitely quality time spent for sure. I don't know, Jason, what would you say the other ones are for me? You're a good acts of service person. You do a lot of good acts so of service. So it sounds like words words of affirmation is more of a comfort thing. For sure. And you guys, it sounds like don't really resonate with that. How does it work on the flip side? Jason, how do you like getting your advice served? Cold. (laughs) (laughs) So Jason, Jason will ask me for advice. I mean, we won't go into specifics, but I think that I have saved Mm. Jason from some stumblings, both like at work and also on the internet. Nice. Like on occasion. But how does it start, Jason? I'm assuming you're not crying or maybe you are. I don't know. No, no, no. I'm not crying. I have a pretty good sense of when I don't know something. And so I will ask Jen to read something or to give me a take on a situation because I don't think that I am fully attuned to what needs to happen here, but I am at least aware that I'm not attuned to it. And I think I think that Jen has a better sense than me of how other people are feeling. That is often a maybe a blind yeah, spot for me. For sure. And for but sure. I'm aware of that. I find that incredibly useful. Jen will sometimes I'll give her something and she'll go through and she'll be like, you shouldn't say that or you should change that. And that's all good. To me, it's all very fact-based. Hmm. That's a better way to do something. Excellent. Thank you for telling me. Let's do it. 
Well, part of the premise of our show is that we're giving advice. We're also taking advice. And this is a lifelong journey. Rinse and repeat, like learn, grow, and then do it again. I'll tell you what I have learned. My takeaway is that I don't always need to be solving the problem and I don't always need to be pushing Jen to solve it in a way that she doesn't want it solved. Instead, I should step back and think, what does Jen want first and foremost? And then let's see if there's a solution in there. And then if there's not, at least then just be there for her. And like, I don't have to be the one to solve it all. Uh, and that also, frankly, ah, shut up, husband. 11 years. You've delivered a lot of ideas. Uh, somebody else probably has some better ones. And so I need to be aware of where I am and I'm not useful. Who's next? I'll go next. I think that that's good. And I think that I probably should be expanding my network of advice givers more outside of you. You you just happen. I mean, you give good advice, but you, all, you also just happen to be convenient. Um, <laughs> so I should have just a ringing to, endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I should bother some other people once in a while. I'm convenient. What's, what's, what's the value in your proximity? <laughs> it's proximity and convenience. But you know what? <laughs> This weekend we were we were in DC visiting my parents and like usually I would you know before you I would go to my dad for sure because my dad gives really good advice but now it's just kind of like I mean you definitely like I like went to my dad with some things and I was like yeah this is like this isn't gonna get me anywhere like I'm I'm gonna go back to Jason <laughs> well, because right. we, we're self selecting in who we ask right like we know at this point how people closest to us are kind of gonna react like your dad doesn't. And I don't know your dad at all, but like if you wanted a hug or whatever, like maybe your dad wasn't the person to go to, but you already know that. Right. Yeah. So, so I think that we like different people in our lives give us different things and I, it's up to us maybe to go to those people when we need it most. I think for me, just being really thoughtful about whether I need comfort or advice, it's an important question to answer for yourself before asking it for it from others. And also, and I haven't done this well, obviously, um, optimizing comfort at home potentially, because it's a place where you get it the most, like you can't outsource it as easily. And then sometimes and when you don't or making the mistake of asking people who are there for advice, like lawyers, don't talk to them about your problems. You're on the clock. Like they are not there for comfort. They are not your friends. So being really clear on that. But we did it. Help wanted marriage addition. <laughs> Boom. Jen, give advice to uh, other podcast hosts. Was this a good idea? Oh, I think this was a great idea. I love dissecting our relationship. It's super fun. Well, that gives me comfort. <laughs> <laughs> Help Wanted is a production of Money News Network. Help Wanted is hosted by me, Jason Pfeiffer. And me, Nicole Lappin. Our executive producer is Morgan Lavoie. If you want some help, email our helpline at helpwanted at moneynewsnetwork.com for the chance to have some of your questions answered on the show. And follow us on Instagram at moneynews and TikTok at moneynewsnetwork for exclusive content and to see our beautiful faces. Maybe a little dance? Oh, I didn't sign up for that. All right. Well, talk to you soon. 